All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Can you see it? Did you The puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Bester. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice, at arm's length. To the line, Hughes, Jones! You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go.
Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, at ZephyrEpic.com, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic, on all platforms. Go check them out. They've got a lot of good stuff, and man, are we ever excited for those Upper Deck Series 1 cards. Super stoked on that, but I don't think we're what I've heard. My sources are telling me that Vasily Pod Colson rookie card not coming in that one. Series two, right? Series two yeah. will be the Pod Colson one. So you'll get you know, the Caulfield. The Caulfield will be the yeah, short print. Don't get me wrong. Series one's going to be fine, but man, that Pod Colson rookie card in series two. Yeah. So, you know, if you're only going to buy one box, save your promo code for that one. If you're only buying one, but you should be buying more than one. Sure, absolutely. Use our promo code five dollars off your order. Free shipping anywhere in Canada from Tofino. To Thunder Bay. I want the alliteration. Isn't that the exact same one we did last week? Is that what you said? Yeah, but in the other order. (laughs) Vancouver to Vaughn. That's a way better one. That was also used last week. Was it? By harm. Oh, man. All right. Well, those are the only ones that came to my mind. We are also delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D's, all one word, CONVODD. That promo code We'll get you 25% off you know your what? first order and free delivery All does right. not get much better than that. Folks. And you know what you can use that for on DoorDash? Food. Food, sure. But the other day, I'm, I'm driving around, I'm listening to the radio or something, or an ad comes on somewhere. You can get PetSmart to deliver through DoorDash now. You can buy like really? toys for your dog, treats for your cat, maybe some of those bags of temptations for cats. They love those things. Wow. They go nuts for them. Yeah, the commercials say so. Well, I used to have a, like my old cat, Squirt, the most legendary cat ever. He was Absolutely. About, about 40 pounds, <laughs> soaking wet. He was, and like every time I came home, he was fighting another cat. One time I saw him get hit by a car and he just walked away from the hit. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not even joking. Got hit by a car and he just bounced oh, off man. and came inside. You could shake temptations. He could be one city over, and he would come running. He would. He loved those things like so much. Wow. He's a big fan of that. That and tuna. He would go nuts for tuna too. I fed him a lot of tuna when uh, when I was when I just had squirt. Like when my parents when I moved into like my own house for the first time. Yeah. Fed him a lot of tuna. He loved it. He got pretty fat off the tuna though. I've seen pictures of squirt. He was a fat cat. He was massive. He was. Great. Uh, he could have been in a zoo. He was that big. <laughs> He was an awesome cat, though. Absolutely. My name is David Quadrelli. I'm sure you already knew that by now, but I am joined, as always, by the man who built the place. Talking about his cat today, Chris Faber. I, this- wonder, I wonder if people know, like, there's got to be at least one or two people that have never listened to the show Absolutely. before. Well, our, not to brag, this is a humble brag, but our numbers keep going up, so there are definitely new listeners. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious, like, they, they must know who we are at this point. Like, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of the new listeners are, like... Canucks Army readers, or um, they've just kind of seen our work around. Like maybe they saw the Sportsnet 650 announcement and were like, oh, mm. these guys have a podcast. I should go check it out, which is a great decision, by the way. If you're here for the first time, congratulations. Your your life's about to change. Yeah. If you this is the first time and you're on Twitter, reply to this, uh, the yeah. tweet when we tweeted the episode. Let us know. Hey, it's the first time listening. We'd love to uh, interact with you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm in a weird mood today a little bit because the season starts tomorrow. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited. Last night, I cleaned my room from like top to bottom, which is like I'm a messy person. Okay? okay. I'm a messy person, but I'm one of those messy people where it's like I know where everything is. So like I like having my stuff in a little bit of a mess just because I know like this area is for this. This area is for that. That type of thing. So now I've got a, this super clean room and 
I worked out yesterday for the first time in a long time. Did a big old arm workout. I'm a little sore today, even holding up the mic a little bit. Because, like, well, you don't know this because you work out every 45 minutes. But, like, when you work out the first time in a long time, oh, yeah. even just a little workout, man, like, my arms are sore. I put in, I put in the work yesterday. Yep. Good thing was, though. I'm still lifting like the same amount that I was when I was working out. I don't, the awesome. muscles didn't disappear, so that was good. I was putting in the curls yesterday with the 30s, just throwing them around. It was nice. Hell yeah. What kind of curls do you do? Well, I did some hammers. Nice. I did, hammers uh, are staple. Hammers were good. Just some straight up ones, and then like the leaned over on like uh, on the flat bench where you just go straight, yeah. like fully yeah. extended yeah. ones. Yeah. That's good. I was pulling those up. It was good, and I did a little tricep. Man, the arms are feeling good today. It felt nice to work out, and then... On top of that, like that's that's one thing. I didn't work out. I never cleaned my room. Did both those things yesterday. But today, and you might recognize this, I never drink red Gatorade. Like I Ooh, never, I didn't even notice ever that. drink red Gatorade. You know, I drink like the grape Gatorade or blue. Blue is what I normally drink. I drink a lot of blue Gatorade. But today, I don't know. I'm feeling like I'm mixing it up, mm-hmm. drinking the red Gatorade. And it's, I don't know, it's mixing it up. Like, you know, sometimes you get, you, you have like your favorite flavor or something and you love it. And you you have it all the time, whether it's like food or drink, but then you mix it up and you're like, oh, it's still like red's good. I, I like, I crap on red quite a bit. I think it's the worst Gatorade flavor, but it's still solid, but it's, yeah, it's still like a very solid yeah. drink. So I'm, uh, I'm enjoying the little mix up today and just excited because the season is literally within like. 28 hours from us recording this right now we're gonna have regular season hockey to talk about absolutely and i'm very excited for that i did want to jump in with something about working out though because what you're feeling on your arms every time i do legs that's how i feel the next mm. day because I, I do it so rarely i mixed in like i was doing a few squats yesterday just kind of in between i was i don't know i had a lot of energy yesterday i don't yeah. know what it was like it should be the opposite because i had a turkey yesterday mm. and i had i had a good old plate of food like i wasn't when I'm cooking, like I made the, so I made the mashed potatoes for the family because my mashed potatoes absolutely slap. I made the potatoes. Normally when I'm cooking, I'm not super hungry after that. Like if I do a lot of the cooking, I'm just not quite as hungry at the end. But yesterday I put in work, man. I put in work and I had some great sandwiches uh, later in the day. Some like, what do they call it? Artesian bread. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Fancy bread. Yeah. 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 I had there. We had some of that with like, it was like garlic and herb bread toasted it up a little bit the garlic popped it was uh two hella sandwiches last night at like one in the morning nice yeah so i'm i've had a good 24 hours didn't do a lot of work yesterday so i'm feeling good here for the podcast i'm ready to dive in because this is, this is the last podcast now before the regular season absolutely but you also had a little bit of a ghetto turkey dinner last night yourself didn't you wasn't even turkey technically no it was it was roasted chicken that i had and i uh made turkey stuffing um but you know i went to my mom's house and we had uh we did have a proper thanksgiving lunch which was great it was just we had to do lunch because people's schedules kind of got in the way a little bit so i went there after practice yesterday um and yeah it was it was great got to spend some time with the family happy thanksgiving to all the listeners out there it was a good time but we do have some practices to break down well what's your take on for turkey leftovers here What's is are you all sandwiches or is there something else you do? Because I know soup. that's what I was about to say. I knew I, you were hate, say I know it. you hate soup. It's the stupidest thing ever. I don't know why you don't like soup. Like I actually I do know why. I just think it's a completely invalid reason. Like there's no substance to soup. Yes, there is. If you make a good soup, that is a good meal for yourself. The only good soup might be chili, and I don't even know if that counts as a soup. It's not. It's soup. No, chili's not soup. Well, then, cause that's what I'm saying. All the other soups, then, if chili doesn't count as a soup, there's no substance behind any soup. The only time you can have soup that you should have soup 
is when you're sick and you can have chick like chicken noodle soup. Okay. The little Lipton or Campbell's, whatever you got. I've the simple stuff. That the Tim Hortons soup, the one you you can buy in the store, like the canned one. Ooh, I don't know. I heard it's pretty solid from from a very verifiable source last night. I've had the Tim Hortons chili out of a can you can buy in the grocery yeah, store. And how was solid? That? It okay. is solid. I like Tim Hortons chili. It's it, it's nothing special, but it's like it's a quality low <laughs> it's a quality low quality chili. Okay. Interesting. It's fine. And out of the can it's fine. I wait, I, like you don't cook it? You cook it. Oh, okay. I was gonna, well, you said out of the can. I was yeah, like, you, well, you got to take it out of the damn can. Yeah, yeah. But I thought, I thought, you know, when when you said that, I thought you were just okay. Fair enough. Out of the can. But you get a little roll when you get it at Tim Hortons. Good stuff, man. Hmm. I don't. That's get one that thing that Tim Hortons does right. They're not. There's nothing. You know, nothing at Tim Hortons really pops anymore. No, they they got too much going on. Like yeah. they they don't they don't have an identity. That's what the problem with Tim Hortons. When I was in high school, man, stoner bagels were the thing. That what, was bagels? stoner bagels from uh, Tim Hortons. That what was so you got a four cheese bagel with herb and garlic cream cheese. I hate the way you say bagel. Stop. Okay. Just let me. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Herb and garlic cream cheese and bacon on a four cheese bagel. Oh, interesting. Call us, and you could like the Tim Hortons that we went to that was near like our school. You could say stoner bagel and they knew what you wanted. They really? Make it for you. Yeah. Wow. Never heard of this? No, never. You never really hung around the stoners in high school, did you? No, not really. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you did at all. What, what, what gave it away? Yeah. All oh, right. Man. Let's, let's get into let's some go. Canucks talk. We do have a couple practices to break down. Monday, the Vancouver Canucks practiced. Tuesday, they practiced a little bit earlier. Uh, I had to get out of bed to go. I, it was a good practice. Like The intensity level was high. Alex Chason has not left power play one. He has not left Elias Patterson's wing. He is the placeholder for Brock Besser. Travis Green, the head coach of the Canucks, was asked about it today. Also, I don't know why I say that. I'm used to like writing it out because you have to write head coach Travis Green, but I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this knows who Travis Green is. Well, maybe so, another first time listener. Yeah, maybe, maybe first time listener know. who's like also never watched the Canucks. Well, they hear or, the hype about the Canucks. Yeah? They want to get okay, into it. You fair know? enough. Maybe those fair are enough. the new listeners. All right. So I'm going to stick with that. So yes, Travis Green was talking. Well, we were talking to him today and he was basically asked if Chason is like a placeholder for Besser and he kind of laughed and he's like, uh, I don't really know if, if you can call it that. And basically he said, he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's pretty safe to bet that Brock Bester's going to play near the top of the lineup when he's healthy. And it's not going to be the lotto line is reformed with chase on instead of Besser. Oof. So that's what it's going to look like. Like on opening night, it looks like it's going to be chase on Pedersen and Miller. And Miller, the, that's kind of the big story. It's our poll question, our fuel the fan poll question. We'll get to it later. Um, JT Miller's at the wing, and he didn't play there for all of the preseason, all of training camp. Has not had a game at the wing position, but has practiced there the past two days on Elias Patterson's wing. Uh, they talked about it and how he's moving to the wing and that sort of thing. So, you know, the reality is he can play center if he needs to. He is still learning the position, according to Travis. And... He's going to be on the wing to start on opening night. It's another example of versatility in the Canucks top nine. Something that has not been there over the past. Another piece that can be versatile, moved around the top nine unit, which is great. We think that, you know, we'll get into, I think we'll save most of this chatter for the second half when we get into the poll question, but I, let's let's start with Chase on instead of Miller here. Sure. So Chase on has not technically signed the contract yet today. They have agreed to terms. Yes. They have to wait for Zach McEwen to clear waivers or be picked up by another team. Yeah. And they've like tweeted, they like use the verbiage we've signed Chase on, but they yes. haven't signed them yet. No, they have agreed to terms. They will sign them on Wednesday at 11, technically. But yeah, 
They're, he's going to sign signs of the league minimum at $750,000. Honestly, he came in and he won a job on an NHL roster through what he did in training camp and preseason. Yeah, and he's talked a lot about how he bets on himself and it's worked for him in the past and is another year where it worked for him. Yeah, and he's getting the opportunity, obviously. Look who he's playing with. Yep. You know, two of the top scorers over the past few years here with the Vancouver Canucks and JT Miller and Elias Pettersson. Obviously, I think that's going to change when Brock Besser gets back in the lineup, and he's on the road trip. We'll get to Besser in a few minutes here, but let's stick on Chase on because we had a good discussion, I think, with Harm uh, on the weekend show there, just chatting about how Chase on is definitely going to bring something to the power play unit. He's going to be able to to be that net front presence that the power play unit has really not had over the past little bit, though they've been effective. I mean, that 2019-2020 team was a really good power play last year, obviously fell off quite a bit, but chase on at five on five playing with Pedersen and Miller, even if he's playing with Horvat or anywhere in the top nine, I like chase on at five on five is the problem. I think to me, and it's not like he's a really bad NHLer. Like he's going to be able to be fine playing in a bottom six role. I think, but I just don't know if this this is the ideal situation, and I don't think it is because Besser, I think, is going to be back. If not for the whole or the season opening, he'll be back down the road. It's just Chase on, I think, can fit in every once in a while. In the same way that I think Luke Shen can fit into your defense every few games, I kind of look at it and Chase on with the same way into the top nine. Like he shouldn't be an everyday top nine player, but the circumstances around their top nine unit right now with guys like with with Brock Besser potentially out of the lineup with the moving around of Jason Dickinson due to Brandon Sutter, just other situations in the top nine. I'm fine with chase on being there, you know, when he has to, he's the guy that's going to end up moving up in the lineup to play in a top nine when there is injuries. And currently there is technically to Brock Besser until we know more about Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. Brock Besser is going to be traveling with the team to start the road trip. That's what Travis Green confirmed to us. Uh, He did skate on Monday and Tuesday, not with the full group, but he did skate and was out on the ice, which indicates that he's close. Um, My bet, if I'm a betting man, which I'm not that much anymore... After some, yeah, you are. After some big losses. Yeah, we'll get to that after points, but we're very excited about that, actually. But uh, if I'm a betting man, which I guess I am now, Brock Besser is going to play on this road trip. Now, the other name is Tyler Mott. And, you know, obviously Besser, rightfully so, is the guy we talk about more. But Tyler Mott means a lot to this lineup, right? Like, Travis today basically, or no, he flat out said, Sutter and Mott are their two best penalty killers. And they're without both of those guys. Right. Like, you know, and look, I know I'm not I'm not here advocating they shouldn't have got rid of Beagle and Louie. But I'm just saying those are two guys who do kill penalties and the Canucks don't have them to start the year. And when they did that, they were expecting to have Sutter and Mott. Now they don't have both like that's that's a tough position for this club to be in. It's it's a real curveball that they've been thrown. Well, we talked about JT Miller a little bit off the top, but man. That's a lot more added pressure for him. The guy is going to be killing penalties, playing on the first power play unit, and likely getting the most ice time on a five-on-five line as well. We've seen in the past JT Miller play games where he's 24, 25 minutes a night, and it's good to have him doing that. I mean, he's one of your best players. You want to have him on the ice quite a bit, but that's going to wear a guy down, man. You don't want to wear a guy down, especially this early into the season. There's not really another center aside from Jason Dickinson right now that's going to be killing a lot of penalties. Lamico 
is the guy that's going to kill a lot. So he's going to be out there killing he penalties. Is. He's actually, honestly, so he go, might actually bump Miller off. You've seen him for a practice now. What do you think? I mean, you can't really tell a time from Hard practice. Hard to tell, but. but loves to block shots, has like no front teeth um, on the top. And, you know, seems like a nice enough guy. Like, I, I think he's going to be fine. Um, again, like, not that niceness dictates how a player is going to perform, but... You know, he does kill penalties. He's very defensively minded. Uh, again, this is a guy that they've now watched a lot of video on. Travis talked about how their scouts were looking at them or at him and were very impressed. And again, like the fact you got this guy for Oli Levy, that's a great trade in my opinion. Well, yeah, let's touch on it there. We haven't talked about it because the trade happened after we recorded. Oli Levy traded to the Florida Panthers, Noah Juleson. And is it Yuho Lamico? Yeah, Lamico, I'm going Lamico? With. I don't know. We'll hear how Shorty says it tomorrow. I was going to say, let's, let's uh, watch Donnie and Dolly and see how Dollywall says it. That's <laughs> how you can really tell. Or that's how you can tell not how to say yeah. it. Um, oh, man. No, so, it is Yuho. Yuho is his first name because okay. Otter always corrects it to U-Haul. <laughs> Freaking Otter, man. <laughs> what was that? The one time you had it where it was like all wrestler themed yeah, at one time? It was, it was like John Cena and Hulk. Yeah, like it was a batch question. And it was like, Travis, obviously you get John Cena and Hulk Hogan back in the lineup tonight. And Travis is <laughs> like, yeah, two big parts of our team. <laughs> Otter is... Um what is it? Transcribing app, I guess. Oh yeah, I guess we should explain it. Yeah, it is. It is an app. A lot you of people use it. Record now. all of the reporters use it. You basically can record audio, and it transcribes the audio live so that you can see it written out. And it's a great platform. No does free a, ads though. Does a decent job. Does a decent job. Pretty good job. So you start throwing European names in there though. Oh man, that's, oh, man. that's going. And in the, the funniest part is at training camp because you know we haven't heard from him much anymore. But when Pod Colson was speaking to media, uh, and he would answer in Russian into the mic. Otter would try to translate what he was saying to English, and those were some interesting transcripts. Yeah, that was a tough one. I don't even think I used Otter for the pot coals and stuff. <laughs> All right, so Lamico, Lamico, yes, Lamico. He is he is a center, and he is he can play any wing position as well. That's what we were told today. And again, Travis pointed out that he can kill penalties. That's what they brought him here to do. He is going to kill penalties. He was out on the ice with the penalty killing units today. He is going to kill penalties right from the get-go for this team. Again, I only watched him in one practice. It's hard for me to say how effective he's going to be, but it will be a good indication of kind of what the Canucks have in this player watching him perform against the top power play in the league tomorrow night. So with him in the lineup, that that kind of means that maybe... Maybe I was wrong. Maybe JT Miller's not killing penalties then, right? Like, well, he you might. You're not necessarily wrong, but he, he might kill penalties. We sure, don't but he really shouldn't know. be one of the top two guys killing penalties he if you have Dickinson. Be. He will not be a top two guy. So he could be, you know, he could be a replacement level if yes. Dickinson or Lamico. Lamico? Yeah. Lamico? Oh, I'm going to go with that. Lamico. Sure. sure. Uh, Lamico. If he ends up taking a penalty or Dickinson takes one, then I guess you got Miller exactly. there. But, you know, also Highmore looks like he's going to be in the opening night lineup so he'll kill penalties and dowling is justin dowling gonna kill penalties he did in the Uh, preseason yeah he did he was on the penalty killing units today so he could be an option so you have four penalty killers there i mean i'm gonna be interested to see what happens with the silly pod coles and down the road if that's a spot where they can find for him to get some extra minutes i I mean he's he's killed penalties at a very high level in the khl he's that was the one spot where he's consistently trusted to actually get minutes in the khl so i wouldn't you know i'm kind of surprised we didn't see much of that in preseason at all Here's Travis's philosophy that he kind of shared with us when we were talking to him during the preseason training camp was, you know, a lot of guys 
come up and they're skilled guys when they're drafted that high. Like nobody is drafting a player super high because they can kill penalties really well. Like that, that just isn't happening in the draft. That's not how you draft. Um, so he said like a lot of these guys come up and they have the offensive side of the game down pat, but it takes some time to learn how to kill penalties um, at the NHL level. Like today, Travis was talking about um, stick positioning and not biting on fake outs and stuff by power play personnel. And, you know, the only way to really know why guys are faking and why they're doing what they're doing is by having that experience and playing in the NHL for a while. So, you know, that's kind of the philosophy of why it's usually more veteran players that you see on NHL penalty kills. Uh, but that being said, like you said, Pod Colson, if there's any young guy that can do it, it's him. And, you know, we saw it at times in the preseason. Again, with the acquisition of Lamico and kind of the personnel that the Canucks now have, again, Tyler Mott eventually going to be coming back. I just, I don't see a path for Pod Colson to be killing penalties, at least until like after the halfway point of the season, or if there's an injury, of course. Yeah, I mean, I I see it as well, kind of because they are that veteran players. I mean, if Lamico can can do it consistently, then that's another good addition to the team. I'm really interested to see how he fits into a lineup, and looks like he might be playing even on a line with Vasily Podkolzin because it looks like Podkolzin is going to be starting the season on the fourth line, which you know gives him an opportunity to work up from there. It doesn't put a lot of pressure on him at all, but I think that that's a spot where you know maybe you can get a little bit of a shine out of him on the fourth line right like you want you know that he's going to be skilled you know he's going to give his his line mates the best opportunity to score goals just nothing really like man i don't know pod coles and there's something about him where it's just like he sets up a lot of really good plays and he did this in the khl he did this in the world juniors and it's just like the puck just doesn't go in for the kid like he's got a he's got real bad luck when it comes to that i think he I, like he made good plays and i'm excited to see him Sorry, I got some in my throat. I got to clear this out here. <laughs> but uh, Vasily Podkold, like he's going to set up a lot of plays. And I think having him on the fourth line really just takes like all the pressure off of him. So it, it's a fine spot for him to be in there. Like, obviously, we'd like to see him playing with some better scores, like, you know, having Highmore up with Dickinson and Huglander. I mean, that's a spot where Podkolzin could swap with Highmore, I think, pretty quickly. If he starts to play well and Highmore doesn't really fit that role, which I don't think he does, uh, I do wonder how much that changes when we do get Brock Besser back in the lineup, you know, if, if Chason's maybe playing with Hugliner and Dickinson on that third line. So we'll, we'll see what happens for sure. I think that the other thing though, is like there's options when something's not working in your top nine pod Colson has to be the guy that comes off the fourth line to get more minutes, play with better players, have that opportunity. So at least that opportunity is going to present itself for pod Colson, but he just simply didn't produce enough in the preseason for, for him to kind of earn a top nine spot. Honestly, like he didn't do well, offensively or for the results wise anyways in preseason to kind of earn that spot I think even though a lot of us wanted to see it and we saw a lot of flashes of silly pod Colson that were you know making a lot of the fan base excited they just weren't results unfortunately yeah absolutely before we cut to break let's break down this you'll levy trade in full because we've talked a lot about Yuho Lamico but we did not talk about the right-handed defenseman the Canucks got back in Noah Juleson again Abbotsford native I again like I know some people are... I don't know if some people are still high on Yulevi because... Surrey. He's a Surrey boy. Abbotsford. Born in Surrey, but... Uh, there you go. Born in Surrey. In Abbotsford. Anyway, uh, I checked this because I, I, it was in an article that I edited. Anyway. Um, good Surrey kid. Good Surrey kid. Noah Juleson 
again, nice pickup for the Canucks with Yuho Lamico, of course. And the thing with Yolevi is, you know, I think people, again, if you're a first-time listener, I wasn't Yolevi's biggest fan. And I think I made that pretty clear uh, over over the last couple months. And with this player that they're getting in Juleson, I look at it more of like he's right-handed, which the Canucks actually need. They don't really need any left-handed defensemen. Like there was no there was no path for Yolevi to get to the NHL um, here. It just wasn't going to happen. So hopefully it happens in well no. It, it wasn't going to happen. Hopefully it happens in Florida for him. He's not bumping Rathbone. He's not bumping Hughes. And he's not oh, bumping I'm not OEL. saying he was going to, but like, really there, well, I was in this. I, when I, when I just, you know, before he really fell apart at training camp there on the opening day, there was a, there was a path for him to get to the NHL. Yeah. By, by hopping, by over playing Rathbone. well. And he didn't do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway, um, Regardless, no Juleson, right-handed defenseman. Canucks need that more. And he's already cleared waivers, so he's just going to be in Abbotsford, which is good news for the Canucks. Uh, again, this is another, a guy... Another player for Abbotsford, man. Another player for Abbotsford. And now Abbotsford. you got McEwen heading and, down there. And oh. this affects Jet Wu as well. Like, that right side is pretty stacked in Abbotsford. Yeah, it's really stacked. Yeah, so, That's, you know, you're competing for minutes if you're Jet Wu there. Well, I think so. I mean, like, like you want Jet Wu to get top four minutes, but... Skill wise, right now, the guy that gives you the better chance to win, I don't think Jet Wu's a top four guy if that's how it's looking at. So it's going to be interesting to see how Trent Cole plays this. And they're going to get going uh, on Saturday night. They head yes. down, they fly out on Thursday to Bakersfield. They got their first game against the Condors. The Condors. <sighs> Good that's name. Great name. That oh. is a great name. Yeah. Where is Bakersfield? I don't know. Okay. We'll cut I- to break. Iowa. Is it? I don't know. Did you just throw that out just there? Just throwing a state out there. Okay. Yeah. We're going to cut to break. Uh, on the other side, we will get to our Fuel of Fan poll question and a whole bunch more. Keep it locked. Keep it loaded on Canucks Conversation. Winter is quickly approaching, but wait. That means your favorite seasonal brew is back to cheer you up. The Tukes of Hazard is now available across British Columbia and Alberta in their government and private liquor stores. This extra strong brew has a whopping 9.2% alcohol, big hop punch, even bigger body and aroma, and just a touch of white haze. The Parallel 49 fan favorite is smoother than a freshly cleaned ice rink. Muddlers. Muddlers Pink Lemonade. We are so excited to tell you guys about Muddler's Pink Lemonade, my drink of choice. You guys have all seen it by now. Faber and I went out drinking. That was my uh, drink of choice first night. I think that the catchphrase for this ad has to be, it's the only alcohol that Quads likes. Absolutely. It's so good. It's absolutely the best pink lemonade on the market by far. A lot of these other drinks are just a little too sweet for me. Like, I I don't really like that. And this is like a nice mix because I also don't like when it tastes too much like alcohol. But this is like... The, the perfect balance. There's a reason that it was the drink I got when we went to the Parallel Street Kitchen as well. It, absolutely, man. It is the sweet spot for quads in the alcoholic beverage realm. You can find it, like you said, at Parallel 49 Street Kitchen and in a ton of liquor stores. All the BC liquor stores have it. It's the bright pink cans, Muddler's Pink Lemonade. Go out and try it today. And a big thank you to our sponsors. By the way, Bakersfield, California. Bakersfield, California. Through and Threw a state out there. And then I remember the Iowa Wild were a team. So uh, Bakersfield in California. So the the, uh, the Abbey boys going on a little Cali trip. Flying out on Thursday, playing on Saturday. There's a day in between there to enjoy some Cali weather. When is the home opener? Because I'm planning on going to that. 
uh, it's a it's a little ways away. I think it's not okay. next weekend, but the weekend after, or this week. It's the weekend after this weekend. Is it the Saturday that I'm not here? Maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe. Man. I think that might be it. That but uh, right. yeah, they're gonna get started. You know, I'm excited to watch the Zabby team. Man. I'll be able to watch it on uh, HL TV. Get some updates. For people clips will be out there. Cody Severson is gonna have it all over too. Uh, so that'll be that'll be good. That'll be good. Uh, it's gonna be good to follow that team. That's gonna be a fun team out there in Abbotsford, man. We said it a lot. Hey, we have our ad here about muddlers, and we'll, we only talk about the pink lemonade because that's our, honestly that's the best Moscow Mule. But Not you you got after it and the fruit punch. I also, had a lot I'm of saying, fruit well, punch. let me let me sorry freaking set <laughs> you up here, man. Jeez, you're you're swinging your driver. I haven't even teed the ball. I'm up. so excited. Yeah. So you went after all of these things the other weekend. You're getting after it with the muddlers. You tried all of them because there's we didn't know there. Were, we thought there was only two flavors. Yeah. With, we thought there was just the Moscow Mule. And we didn't give them. We didn't even give the Moscow Mule a chance. If we're being 100 percent honest no. here, just the pink lemonade. But you tried all four. And I the didn't Mos- try. The, I didn't try the lemon iced tea, okay. which I think I'll like the most. Wow. So like iced tea, yeah. I don't think you can really screw up an iced tea, like alcohol drink that much. And no. Muddlers is knocking it out of the park. You know, who I seen the other day drinking a Muddlers. Mm. Uh, JT Miller's wife. Nice. She was drinking a Muddlers and posted on Instagram there. So if it's good enough for the Millers, friend of the show, Natalie Miller. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. Take me through the mock because I didn't know what a Moscow okay. mule was. So the Moscow I just hated mule, the name and I was like, I don't yeah. really think I want to try it. So this. the Moscow mule is like a ginger, it's like ginger ale, but with alcohol. That's the only way I can describe it. You know me, man. I love my ginger ale. I know. It's, it's really good. And I don't even like ginger ale, but it was really good. I really liked it. And my friend who, who really does like, uh, we had a taste test actually when everybody came to my house on, wow. on Friday. We, we were just pouring it all out, trying everything. And My invite was lost in the mail. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, just, Moscow Mule, it was uh, it was one of the popular ones of hmm. the night. See, I didn't expect it because I've always seen Moscow Mules that come in these cups that are all these copper cups they always come out in, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And that just threw me off right off the top yeah. there. I didn't even give it a chance. Yeah. But I love ginger ale, so I think I, I got to try them off. And yeah. the fruit punch you said was good, too. Like Fruit punch was solid. Yeah. It was good. Okay. Oh, man, but those, like my my friend, was she was joking around. She was saying, like, if this was in, like, a juice box, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Like, Damn. it is, those things are dangerous, man. Okay. Well, like, those go down about. quick. But did anything beat the pink lemonade? Because we love the pink lemonade. To be uh, I don't think the fruit punch was close. Really? It was actually close. Damn. Okay, well, let's get off this. It sounds like yeah. we're doing a three-minute ad here yeah. for freaking my I just wanted to talk about it. I said, you got the, yes. the mixer case last exactly. week. Exactly. Um, uh, we'll, poll question. Yes. Our Fuel the Fan poll question for episode 204. Check out Fuel the Fan Blue Orca Sports Memorabilia on Twitter at Fuel the Fan. Go check them out. Shop serial numbered Vancouver Canucks autographs. They're a proud sponsor of the show. They sh- You can shop and ship through WhatsApp. Good guys over there. Definitely go check them out. Got a, a shirt for stuff. harm too. Yeah, they got a shirt for harm. We can't say what it is. We can't right. say what it is because it's not public yet. Mm. But Harmon will have a shirt. Also, uh, people saw it. If you haven't seen it already, go check Harmon Dial's Twitter Jeez account Louise. because he followed through on the cucumber or the ketchup on cucumber thing. Rightfully so. He said it was less uh, less good than he remembered. Yeah, no comment. That's one I wouldn't even try right yeah. there. Yeah, when when you don't get a comment, and you know what I'm making tonight? Take oh, so I got uh, I got some pizza dough. Okay, I'm gonna make a turkey pizza today with all the leftover Ooh, turkey okay. and stuffing, and no no uh, 
Like no marinara sauce on the pizza. Wow. I'm going cranberry sauce as the base. Oh man, okay. I gotta I gotta see this. Cranberry sauce and I had this Gruyere cheese the other day. Okay. Still got a little bit left, so I'm gonna shred that Gruyere up. Like that's gonna pop, man. I'm gonna put some stuffing on top, some turkey on top, cranberry sauce. I'm gonna stuff the crust with gouda. That's my move. Nice. I'm gonna stuff the crust with gouda for sure. That's my move. Maybe I'll tweet out a picture. See how, see how many people get pissed off about me ruining pizza. But I've got the Italian stamp right here from Quad. So uh, We'll see. i got to see it first. All right, maybe well. try it. Let's get to the poll question, our Field of Fan poll question. Where would you like to see JT Miller start the season? Center with Pod Colson, left wing with Pedersen. More goalie talk with a couple eye emojis. And I'm angry, as what, always. What percentage does more goalie talk have? Two. Two percent. And I'm just going to point out. Yeah. Michael this Shue. is an all-time first, though, for I'm angry. What does I, well, I'm angry have? Last time I checked. 1.8. Wow. Last time I checked, 0.7. Yeah, I'm angry. People are just pumped. People are, you know, Canucks fans are fired up, man. The season's around the corner. Yeah. That's the low, by a mile, that's the lowest I'm angry we've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. Any good comments you want to get to there, you said? Yeah. Uh, someone pointed out, I'd also like to say I'm also a fan of more goalie talk, okay, if that well, could be included. Also, I, I was actually going to talk about post-integration on that was show. That was literally one of the options. What is he, who's the replier there? <laughs> Nick, at Canuck Spirit. Well, Nick, that's one of the damn options. What is he well, talking he, about he wants? He wants to see, well, it's unrelated. Where would you like to see JT Miller start the season? More goalie talk. That's not really an option. Well, that's You just, just put that there yep. so that you could point out that it didn't get a lot of votes. But I people didn't, are, I didn't even I vote for that. I the fifth on that one. Oh, what? Whatever. Anyways, the results, 12% say center with Bod Colson, 84% say left wing with Pedersen, and obviously the 2 and 2% for more goalie talk, and I'm angry. Left wing with Pedersen is absolutely running away with this one with 84%, and honestly, Chris, that does not surprise me. Like We've been talking about that for a couple weeks now, and look, when you go out and get uh, Lamico, like I, I think there's people talking about it, but I feel like there's not enough people talking about it. Lamico is kind of a Brandon Sutter light. If Brandon Sutter was healthy on this team, you and I talked about this on last week's episode, we would see Miller at the wing from the get-go in training camp. So again, yeah. like kudos to the Canucks for going out and getting a center that can actually play fourth line minutes. And like I was kind of surprised because like you know we played in Florida, obviously didn't get a lot of exposure, but the guys played a lot of NHL games, had decent. Uh, you look at the line mates that he's played with the most raises a lot of their possession numbers as well. So, I mean, you know, good fourth line guy who can raise possession numbers. Really happy with the Yalevi trade in the end. Absolutely. And when you look at the quality of competition, you know why I'm happy Lamico, though. Okay. Why he's going to get to Florida. He's going to rip it up. Those rookie cards. I got the Florian, <laughs> the Floridian hockey fans, all 14 of them. They are going to just be buying up the eBay market. And I'm going to be all over that selling off these freaking. 20 Yalevi rookie cards. I don't actually have about 20. I got, I think, about 14. All right. Fair enough. My, my Rathbone rookie card continues to grow by the week. <laughs> like, like, Rathbone better freaking hit, man. Like, we're going to get, I think we got to get into it a little bit because Brad Hunt was playing with uh, Luke Shen today uh, on a pairing. So, not, you know, still Rathbone looks like he's out of the lineup, which is, that's wild in one spot there. But we'll stick with the poll question here. Uh, Feel the fan. Check him out on Twitter. I just, he has to play with Pedersen now that Pedersen's back. Yeah. You know, I, when Brock Besser comes back, sure. Let's go a lot of line. I'm all for it now. I've, I've thought that there was different options to do, but my idea has kind of changed watching Huglander go back with Pearson and Horvat again, seeing that line come back together. That one game where they had where what was it? It was something like 
Hugliner had a period. He had half the game with a perfect Corsi. He was 15 and yeah. 0 at the halfway point of the game. Finished the first period with like 12 and 0 Corsi. They ended up controlling like 90% or something of the Corsi. Like Tyler Myers like Corsi numbers and normally on the opposite side. But that line together, they just gelled immediately when they came back and started playing well. And I think that I, I believe like Travis Green will tell you if you, if you had a gun to his head, he'd be like, Bo Horvat's best winger option is Tanner Pearson. That's what Travis Green would tell you. I would tell you it's Niels Huglander. Niels Huglander is the best winger option for Bo Horvat. I think they work so well together. And having him go back and play with Pearson and Horvat, love that. So as much as I've wanted to see Huglander get more on the, more of an offensive opportunity because of you know what he did last year at 5-on-5 five five and his ability to create offense not only from his shot, which I think hopefully has improved since last year because there were times last year where it looked like a solid shot. Not consistently, but he's always been a guy who's going to help drive the offensive play. And if Dickinson is now running that third line, hopefully opens up the door for not only Horvat to have more of an offensive opportunity, but Huglander as well. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it will. And I think we're going to see that with Hoaglander. Honestly, like, look, you, you point to a lot of micro stats when it comes to Nils Hoaglander, and I think this season is where we start to really see those results. And I'm not trying to take anything away from what he did last year because, you know, everybody knows he had a good year. But I think we're going to see him hit another level this year. And I wasn't saying that at the start of training camp. I was actually saying, like, quite the opposite. I was saying, like, oh, he doesn't forecheck hard enough, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then he had his next game and just absolutely blew the doors off the place. So it's hard for me to say anything bad about Nils Hoaglander now because after, literally right after that episode, he just turned it on in preseason training camp, got put with Horvat and Pearson. Looks like a different player when he's with those guys. That's a good line, man. That's a really good, a good second line. line. Absolutely. It's a, it's a solid second line to have, especially if you have depth behind it. And that's, yes. I think, the big difference, right? Like last year, that's you know that was a fine second line when they were together. They held up pretty good numbers on a really bad team. Like, honestly, they were a good second line. But now they're an even better second line because of what's behind them in the lineup. With Dickinson now playing, with you know the way that they're going to have Pod Colson on a fourth line, there's things that you need to be aware of in the, in the lines beneath them in the depth charts. And then if you have the lotto line on top of them, I tell you, man, like the Canuck, we've said it a lot in the off season here, and this is our final off season episode, I guess, because well, final preseason episode since we've moved away from the off season. But for the final time in the preseason, the Canucks are going to have a hell of a top nine, a hell of a top nine around the NHL. If they're able to get back together to clicking, if the lotto line's able to get even close to what they were in the nineteen twenty season, and Horvat's now going to be like having a little bit weaker matchups, a third line now that can can control goal share. And a fourth line Vasily Pod Colson on it. God damn, man. Like the season starts tomorrow and I'm excited because I think that they're going to be a team that that is finally going back to the playoffs. Like is, you know, obviously they had the playoff run in the bubble. Yep. It just doesn't feel like that didn't feel like the playoffs, no. man. I'm sorry. Like, yes, they had their amazing run and it was great for, for them to kind of put the league on notice. Thatcher Demko obviously is coming out party, but man, this year with fans back in the arena, everyone's going to be able to see what this team can do. This is what the playoffs, this is the year that you want to get into the playoffs and do it and do the damn thing. I'm, I'm excited. Like tomorrow the season starts and, and this team is a lot better than, than what we've seen for us covering this team for the last few years. Absolutely. Before we get to goalie talk, I did want to say something about Lamico. Uh, okay. I got one more thing at, too. Yeah, sure. So when you look at his matchup data, which I was doing recently, really good write up actually right now at Canucks Army from Stefan Ruge on... Uh, 
on Lamico and kind of what he brings. And the main reason you like that, that guy, his, Stefan there, you like that guy? Yeah, he's a pretty good writer. Yeah. He's pretty solid. Got a picture of him uh, somewhere around your house? Oil painting. By the oily boys? Did they draw that the for oily you? Boys. Freaking hell, man, I tell you. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Freaking oily uh, boys. Again, Lamico was playing against, or not against, he was playing behind Alexander Barkov, who gets all the minutes in Florida. So... You know, his matchup data looks a little skewed, but he's going to be playing a similar role here. Like, the Canucks aren't going to be asking him to come in and play against top competition. Like, his role is just going to be to be on the ice and kill penalties. Like, that's what he has to do for this hockey club. Like, they're not they're not expecting him to go score a ton of goals, right? But, you know, maybe playing with the Silly Pod goals and helps that, right? Like, he has some offensive ability. So, it'll be interesting to see how he fits into this lineup, especially once once Brandon Sutter returns. And also, we, we should be talking about it. Brandon Sutter, um, all the best to him. Right now, dealing with the long-haul symptoms of COVID-19. Bo Horvat was talking about it today. You just, you feel for him because, you know, all of these guys went through it again. This is pre-vaccine that Sutter and everybody else got sick. And you just, you you feel for the guy. Again, only 32 years old and can't, uh, can't go to work. Pro athlete. Can't, uh, can't, can't make it right now. So hopefully, uh, Hopefully, it's a speedy recovery for him. Absolutely. Get vaccinated and stay safe, folks. Like, honestly, not like that. You know, not that that's going to change anything with Brandon Sutter now, but we feel for him. That's yeah. that's brutal just to to hear what he's going through with. Obviously, you know, we've touched on it so much in the past year and a half talking about COVID and everything. It, it's it's just brutal what uh, what this has done. Just get vaccinated. Stay safe. Yeah, people. Absolutely. That's all I can say about that. I mean, the long haul thing with with Brandon Sutter, it's brutal. Dear that a professional athlete can't play because of something that happened last year with the team because a virus, you know, ran through the team. And he's not the only one, right? Like Alex Stalox, and and we can confirm because because Jim told us yesterday that uh, Brandon Sutter doesn't have like that heart condition that okay. uh, Stalock has because um, we've been seeing that kind of pop up around the league and and around the world, really. Um, Jim said that he's gone through all the tests and he doesn't have anything like that, which is which is good to hear. Um, but yeah, still dealing with the it's effects. Not like you could ever get a timeline now in Brandon Sutter either. Like exactly, oh, you just hope that the guy's going to be able yeah. to feel better, feel better, and play and do the thing he loves. Do is you know yeah. be able to go out and do his job. I mean, yeah. for for all honesty, like you, you just hope that he's able to get healthy from it. So Absolutely. So we don't all, know yeah. what comes from. Like we don't know if long haul. Like I don't know if long haul COVID goes away. Yeah, we don't know. You know, yet. we yeah. we just don't know. We're also yeah. not doctors. We made that I very think that's clear. pretty clear on this this show. Yeah, I'm a pizza doctor though. I mean, my my turkey okay, okay, okay. coming. I'll tell you that. Uh, you, you said you had one that. more thing to say before I got. Yeah, all the best, to Brandon Sutter. But yes, absolutely. We uh, we wish him the best and and hope. You know, people are gonna love Brandon Sutter when he comes back, man. They that are. one million dollar deal. Whatever he does, he steps on the ice. People are gonna love him. He's gonna get a loud cheer when say, he steps on oh, the ice. Oh yeah, for, for sure. Time, especially now that people know about. Well, this. you know, yeah, people know about this, but people don't forget about the goddamn hat trick. Yep. And he put on the ice last year. We were in the stands for that. He's a beaut. Yeah. He's a, he, he, you know what? He's a genuinely like, good guy, too. He oh, is. Yeah. And Bo was talking today about what he brings to the locker room and just how he make, keeps everything light. Like, in any workplace, you just love a guy like that. You want to see Canucks air. You want Brandon Sutter up there for Canucks air, too. Yes. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That, that's, All the best, that's the man. Best. I hope he's back soon. I just, I hate to, yeah. I even hate talking. I hate talking about this stuff. I know. You, you kind of have to, right? I mean, you hope for the best. Anyways, yeah. the last thing I wanted to bring up was something that I mentioned a little bit earlier to you. Jack Rathbone skating on a fourth pairing with mm-hmm. Kyle Burrows, Slay the Dragon, Kyle Burrows. But does that mean that Brad Hunt looks like he's going to be getting opening night over Jack Rathbone? I think 
That's what it tells me. The practice the day before. Yeah, I think it does. What are your thoughts? Because I know you. you, I mean, obviously, you're a huge Rathbone supporter. You know, friend of the show, of course, Rathbone. We we want him on this team, and you've touched on it a few times in the last few episodes. But the difference that I thought was like, you're not asking as much with Shen if you have Hunt with him. But with Rathbone, it's like you're not creating as much offense with Brad Hunt in the lineup yes. instead. So how do you kind of balance that on a third pairing? Because I think Harm brought up a good point last week where third pairings, if a guy's not doing anything, nothing, just going out there and not getting scored on, not scoring goals, that's good for a third pairing. Yep. Is that something that you have to kind of accept with Brad Hunt over Jack Rathbone? Because maybe Jack Rathbone's more of a top four type of guy where you're trying to win the goal share instead of just keeping it at 50-50. I, I do think that, and I think part of the reason that we are going to see Brad Hunt tomorrow is because of the opponent, right? Like, you'll remember a few years back, Brock Besser's rookie year sits out the first two games, despite having a great camp, making the team out of camp, sits out the first two games, and it was just purely based on Travis's philosophies and stuff, and I wonder if because they're playing Edmonton, it's a similar thing here, because let's not forget, on this road trip, Canucks are going to play Detroit and Buffalo if I'm a betting man, which I am now, we'll get to that later. Oh. Um, Jack Rathbone's getting into some games on this road trip. Like he is going to play. And even today at practice, he was still playing on power play too. He was swapping in and out with Brad Hunt. Um, well, is that something that, that maybe should really be in Rathbone's favor? Is is power play two better with Rathbone instead of yes. a fourth instead of a Absolutely. fourth forward? Absolutely. Him and OEL look great on that power play. Right, so that should be something that leans him starting quite a bit over top of Brad Hunt to me. Yeah. And it's not like it's not like Rathbone has really been bad defensively either. Like he's a rookie who's going to continue to improve. There's obviously things that he hasn't mastered yet in the NHL. Defending is likely one of them. It's not like Brad Hunt's master defending either. He's just a veteran who's been around the league a little bit longer and has more NHL games. Yeah, absolutely. And I think And your point from from last show was that yes, there are going to be more mistakes from Rathbone, but there's also going to be a hell of a lot more times where Rathbone carries a puck from the defensive zone into the offensive zone or makes a good pass. You brought that up last week compared to him compared to Brad Hunt. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the way I kind of chalk it up is if you remember, if you recall before Quinn Hughes arrived on the scene, people were saying, like, because of his play style, it's going to be a learning curve. Like, everybody should be ready for him to be making mistakes. And then he really didn't. Like, he was, you know, I don't have to tell you, he blew the doors off the place as soon as he came in in his rookie year. I tell you, as soon as Quinn Hughes made that little pass behind the net to himself where he banked off the net, it was over. Yeah, it, it, it was, was over. Trevor Lewis is still he's, looking he's for the best. It. He's the best defenseman of all time from the Canucks <laughs> roster after that little move right oh, there. Man. His, what is fifth shift or something? Yeah, something like that when he was paired with uh, Luke Shen. Uh, but anyways, I think it's going to be a similar thing with Rathbone, and I don't think he has the upside that Hughes does to the point where those concerns are going to just be blown off as soon as he steps onto the ice. Like, I think it is going to be, you're going to have to be patient with Rathbone and you're going to have to be more, um, you know, I don't want to use the word patient again, but I guess just patient with him making mistakes. It's a little bit of a slow play, right? I mean, yeah. the thing about Rathbone though, that's like people are like, Oh, he's such a similar player to Quinn Hughes. Similar, like what he brings to a game, but the way he does this is so different. Like yes. he doesn't skate like Hughes. He moves the puck in a, in a strong way like Hughes, but the thing that I think is going to really be Jack Rathbone's bread and butter as an NHL player, the thing that just makes him stick out and pop as an NHL defenseman, it's going to be that shot. Like when his yes. shot 
develops a little bit more, when he gets a little bit bigger and stronger, his shot is going to be the thing that that's going to be his number one asset in the NHL, I think, moving forward. And that's why I like him on the second power play unit from day one. That I don't like I don't know if that's the reason if that's well enough of a reason for Travis Green to keep him in the lineup over Brad Hunt. I don't think that reason on its own is, but it's not like Brad Hunt's gonna be killing penalties. It's not like Brad Hunt's yeah. gonna be on the second power play unit. He's just gonna play five on five. I mean, there's a lot to special the there are special team gains having Jack Rathbone on there instead of him. Absolutely. And okay. Hunt, I think Hunt's going to calm things down on a third pairing, and maybe that's just what Green wants. That's why I think he's going with Brad that's Hunt fair. at the end. Yeah, and we, we're we just assuming, right, based on practice. Uh, yeah. I think it's safe to assume that Brad Hunt's probably going to be in the lineup. But uh, you ready for some goalie talk? Sure. Hit the damn button. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he shouldn't He shouldn't have done that public knowledge. That's, uh, that's a big no-no. I don't know. No, I, I can't really give the time and date, or else I feel like Nona's shoe will be flying across <laughs> North America. Right and hit me in the head. We think we spent half an hour talking about a backup goaltender. All right, get out of here, Woodley. All right. Favor's going to be. Favor's yeah. going to be very pissed. So you know I don't like to say bad things about goaltenders. All right, it's time for goalie talk. Uh, we are going to be talking about post integration today because someone actually asked me to explain it further. This Jeez. is a listener request, Chris. Don't even come at me because somebody tweeted at us, both of us, and said, Quads, could you please explain post integration further? I actually feel like I'm learning something when I listen to the podcast. Okay, so just buckle up. I'm going to explain post integration. Someone further. said this on Reddit, too. What'd they say? I said they, they do learn some goalie things from you. Excellent. I Reddit, can read some of the other Reddit, Reddit hates me, so yeah, that's do. that's nice to hear. I can read um, some other ones if you want. I think that's probably due to the fact that I've said multiple times I hate Reddit. So Can't yeah. believe you, man. Whatever. People at Reddit, they support us. They support this show. They were excited about the Sportsnet thing. Yeah, no, I like some of you. I just have seen way too many and stupid things Half the comments are about how much they hate you. Yeah, whatever. I, I hate them too. The people that hate me, I hate you too, Jeez. just so you know. And you can take that to the bank. Okay, post integration. Reddit Let's better be all it. over this. I mean, <laughs> the Reddit folk, we're tight. I like the Reddit folk. I'm on there. I'm trying to comment more in there and be more engaged with the Reddit folk. Yeah, I like them. I think they're, I they're a funny group once. of people, man. They're, mm. It's fun over there. Not as bad. There's not as much as the grossness as there is on Canucks Twitter. Mm. The idiots yeah. with their loud voices on Twitter. Interesting, because I had an opposite experience. Reddit's just Reddit. funny. Like Reddit, I think Reddit knows it's a Reddit's like a meme version of Twitter. I okay, like that. Anyway. Uh, post integration. So basically, Ugh. there are three main ways that you're going to see a goalie put his skate on the post. And again, this is going to be different with every single goaltender. Some of them actually aren't physically able to integrate to a post the way Mikey DiPietro can, the way uh, Jacob Markstrom and Thatcher Demko can. And again, with the two, the latter two there, Jacob Markstrom and Thatcher Demko, again, super tall guys, super. <laughs> Chris is filming himself <laughs> watching. Man, you can't be doing that. I can't focus. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So basically what you're going to see when you watch Thatcher Demko and Jacob Markstrom integrate to the post is their skate is on the inside of the post. <laughs> Man, you can't be doing this. I can't pay attention. I can't focus. Well, neither can I, can I when you, you start gotta stop, talking. You got to stop doing that. You got to stop doing that. Wow. Um, 
Okay, sorry. So the way that they integrate to the post is their skate is inside the post, but their boot, like not their boot, but the the, the base of their pad. I guess we'll call it the boot for the for our purposes here. Okay. The base of that pad is right up against the post, but their skate is actually on the inside of the net. Other goaltenders like to have their skate blade on the post, and then they do that. That leaves them a little more susceptible to that short side. But again, you're able to actually be up taller because you're not you're not leaned over as much if you're if you're doing that. If that makes sense, um, or no, sorry, opposite. You are leaned over a lot when you're doing that. So the way Yarrow Halak does it, and this is something that I've pointed out to you, he actually puts the boot, so I'm talking about the base of the pad here, he actually puts it inside the post. And, you know, this is not something, this is not how Ian Clark preaches and teaches post integration, but one little interesting tidbit I've seen is that, first of all, Ian Clark really likes Yarrow Halak, and I think there's a mutual understanding here that Yarrow is an older goaltender who has found success all throughout his career. And I don't think they want to reinvent his game too much at this point. I don't think that's something that's being pressured onto him. I don't think they're trying to change the way he integrates to the post. So, and, so what you're saying is post integration is useless. No, it is oh. everything. It is very important. And why and don't they change Halak? They're because he, he has, a, he has a way that works for him. And but if it's so important, the boot, the boot idea doesn't work for everybody. Um, but also, Yarrow probably can't physically do the way that Dem- Demko and Markstrom integrate to the post. And Mikey DiPietro, again, different different style as well, right? Like, Oof. there's there's I basically you, three three main ones, and depending how far off the post you are, you have to be leaned up against the post as well because you have to seal off that top side as much as you can, right? And for Yarrow, who's like 5'10", five, 5'9", um, like the dry sidle shot the other day. Exactly. And that was that. This is why I'm bringing it up is because mm. Yaro's post integration is very different than Demko's and it's very different than Mikey DiPietro's. And that's why we're talking about post integration. If that wasn't clear. All right. Somebody the other day tweeted and they're like favors a closet goalie fan. I think so. No, I hated that segment so much. Well, you, you distracted me. I feel like I flubbed it a little bit because you started distracting me while you were. All I wanted was a video. You just being like post integration, foot on the post. You got pads and yeah, but then you're boots. making these faces. I can't pay attention. I was gonna bang the mic on my head a little bit there. I was getting annoying. <laughs> anyway, that was goalie talk. Uh, Did you have fun? I had fun. I, I feel like I flubbed it a little bit. Maybe I'll have to come back next week with a more detailed explanation of post integration. Sure, we'll do that every week. We'll do well, post. We'll sorry, before before we continue, uh, you know, the the post integration is really important because you know that's that's how you seal off the net, right? Like in the NHL, shooters are good enough to just absolutely pick corners on you, especially when you look at who the Canucks are playing tomorrow night. You're going to you're going to need your goaltenders to all be solid on that. And thankfully the Canucks do have two goaltenders who are pretty good at it, but I think Thatcher Demko is, you know, obviously better and I don't think that comes as a, as a surprise to anybody. Again, a guy that's just been coached by Ian Clark basically his whole professional career. Um they've made good progress on that sort of thing. All right, I'm tuning back in now. My one goalie question. Maybe this should be part of the segment. I just ask one goalie question. Okay. How many games does Thatcher Demko play this year? cares man what the hell everyone cares he plays he plays he plays like over 50 i think 82 game season i think he gets to 60 i think he might get to 60 it's hard to say how how does yarrow perform right like that's going to depend on it a lot because look this schedule folks i think people have seen it at this point but it's we talked a lot about last year 
this schedule is not much better in terms of how often they're playing. Like Yarrow is going oh, to Olympics, need to play. You got jammed in there. You got Olympics. Exactly. Yarrow is going to need to play. Late start to the season. Late start to the season. All that stuff. The, the games are jam packed here, folks. And they're going to need two goaltenders who can play. And, you know, they're going to need Yarrow to be solid. All right. I'm done here. Uh, prospects report. Jonathan Myronberg. I'll tell you what. Let, listen. Now I'm banging the mic on my head. Oh yeah, right. You care that people care about this. Do people care about a like sea level prospect? A sea level prospect who's playing SHL minutes as an eighteen year old? Yeah, I think people care. One of the who are playing for the NHL team. Yeah, well, people care about that. I just asked you how many games, and you said who cares. So literally, you answered your own question (laughs) a minute ago. Jonathan Myronberg playing in the SHL. Now he's been in six of the eight SHL games for Lynn Coping, which is good to see. One of only seven. 18-year-old defenseman in the league. So that's good for him in the SHL. Starting to play it like we 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 talked about him a lot at the draft. He was a player that I identified going into the draft. And the thing that was worrisome was his defense. And now he's he's looking a lot more solid playing defensively now. I mean, it looked like he just didn't care about defense before. And he's still out of place at certain times. He's still pinching way too hard sometimes and you know looking like Tyler Myers on the forecheck every once in a while. But he's at least skating back hard and being responsible defensively. The best thing I liked about his defense was how physical he's able to play right now. He's 6'2", 190 pounds. He's a big body for for an 18-year-old kid, right shot. So excited for him. Aiden McDonough uh, scored a goal on Friday in their little weekend tournament that they had uh, up at uh, what was it, Holy Cross or something like that, some school they were playing at. Uh, they were in the tournament there. He scored a goal, uh, looked all right. Now he's got three goals in three games in the NCAA. And then finally, who was the last, who was the last name? I wrote it down here. Lockhart. That's right. So I watched Lockhart play uh, on his, his season opener in the OHL. I, Man, I didn't know Lockhart is such a such a bomb for a shot. Like, not just you know his wrist shot was fine, but he didn't really take a lot. the The shots that I really saw consistently were on the power play. He was looking like, you know, not Alexander Ovechkin, but he was in the OV zone, ripping that slap shot, rang one off the post, and got a good little pop on it. I think we're going to see some highlights coming up here pretty soon of Connor Lockhart ripping from the left side on the power play. So exciting for him. Also kills penalties, took face-offs on the penalty kill as well, which was, I think, something that's kind of important. So to see him out there killing penalties, that was another big plus that I saw from Lockhart. I liked a lot of what he did in his, in his OHL game, and he played a ton of minutes. There's no... Uh, I couldn't find the stats for how many minutes he played, but he had to be up, if not the top guy, top forward anyways, on uh, on the Erie Otters. I'd love to get an Erie Otter shirt. I think I'm going to do that soon here. It's a good idea. Uh, Erie Otters. What, just great logo, great team name. Even the city sounds funny. Erie Otters is like the perfect perfect shirt to get. Did you know Erie is in Pennsylvania? No. Yeah. Okay, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. I didn't know no, that. No, no, I, I know I you have to disagree. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, it came as a surprise to me too. That's why I said that. Really? I thought yeah. Erie was... Uh... Ontario? No. Well, they well that's that makes sense why they played Flint then. Yes, it's Flint, Michigan, Mega Bowl. They played them on uh, for their first game. Yep. Flint has so they have a their power play has Tag Bertuzzi, who's Todd Bertuzzi's son. Yep. And the defenseman who runs into the point is named something Bertucci. Oh man! There was a play, and the guy like the play by play guy mentioned it. He's like. Bertucci to Bertuzzi. He's like, it just it just floats off your tongue. Wow, <laughs> it's like, that's yeah, amazing. Bertucci to Bertuzzi. Um, anyways, so Lockhart, excited to see what he can do. Nice. Showed well in the first watch that I've had of him. So excited to see how he kind of continues that up. 
going to be a huge piece for the for the Erie Otters down there in totally. uh, in Pennsylvania, as I just learned. Yeah. Is that what they were? Yes. Okay. I have something else to say. I swear to. I'm sorry. It's so important. Hit the intro. <laughs> no, I'm not hitting the intro again. But it's so important. That I needed to cover on it because oh I like I, I wanted to bring it up and then I forgot to. But basically, NHL goaltenders, what you watch is it's called a reverse VH, and that oh, means reverse vertical. No. no, listen. So back in the day, when goalies would integrate to the post, you'd see them with their like. If if I'm a goaltender and I'm on the right post, my right pad would be up. And then my left pad would be along the ice. You don't see that much in the NHL anymore. You see reverse VH. And all of Ian Clark's goaltenders do this. Most goaltenders in the league do <laughs> this. I can't even think of anybody who does it the other way around. But it's called a reverse VH. So you actually now have your, your pad on your right. If I'm integrating to the right post, right? I have my pad up against the post along the ice. Okay, so that needs to be flush to the ice. And then my left leg, again, if I'm integrating to the right, my left leg is what's up, which means that I need to have the hip flexibility to lean to my right to get my upper body up against the post, right? So this is why, you know, that's so important for goaltenders. And it's the reverse VH. I, I don't know how I failed to mention that uh, when we were talking, but the reason, a big reason for this is now goaltenders can pop off that post really easily. And, you know, for a guy like Yarrow, and this is what makes Yarrow so impressive because he has that boot inside the post. We've already determined that. So if you're Mikey DiPietro or you're Jacob Markstrom or Thatcher Demko, you're able to kind of use your skate blade to push off the post a little more, right? But if you're Yarrow, you're coming in from inside the net, basically. So it's a little bit harder for him. You know, it's harder for most goaltenders to which makes what he does so impressive because you watch him and he, he is pretty quick and able to move off that post quickly. But that's why the reverse VH is the method that is used by NHL goaltenders for post integration now is so that they can, you know, pop up and get to the top of the crease in a hurry or get across for a sliding save. And again, this is the drill that I was explaining on the last, uh, last episode that Ian does with a lot of the goaltenders again, flips a puck over the net over their head. They have to integrate to the post and then they have to pop off and come up, come out to the top of the crease and make a save all right <laughs> next next week on the goalie segment you know what we should do what you should teach people how to watch paint dry <laughs> come on that, that was interesting that was that good. Would be good that was a good explanation of people should have seen i should have taken a video of you freaking flopping around in your chair there because you were doing all the moves your legs gonna get flushed <laughs> to the ground you're moving this way you're moving this way i don't know how you didn't weren't out of breath doing that Oh man, Woodley's getting me on the ice soon. Uh, he he's said he's got a full set of gear for me, and he wants to get me out there. I'll come out there. I'll rip some on you. Yeah, take out some frustration. Yeah, <laughs> take out some frustration. Yeah, I'll play this last whatever fifteen minutes, whatever that was. It felt like play <laughs> oh, that man. in my headphones. And well, just I think the second them. explanation of the reverse VH was very important. All right. You see me at Castle Fun Park, 93 miles an hour or whatever it was. I'll freaking give you, I'll show you something. <laughs> Try and keep your post integration when I'm ripping top head <laughs> on you. Good luck. Oh, man. Yeah, as a shorter goaltender, too, that's not going to be easy for yeah, me. But put, anyway. Put them right in the middle of your chest. That's where I'm going to be aiming the whole time. No problem. I'll stop those. Like I don't care if you're stopping them. I'm, I know what I'm doing with those. <laughs> Ring it off the cage. That's what sucks. Yeah. But you don't, you wouldn't do when that. I bought, you need this brain. Back in the day when I was the leading scorer of the UVic Intermural Hockey League, <laughs> let me tell you, I got this new stick this one time and I went out and bought this stick and it was, it was like a, it was a little bit of a longer stick and it was like, it had a really weird curve. It was like a really strong curve. And I remember warming up and the first shot I took in that warm up, 
I just like get the puck, go I'll do a little stick handling with the new stick, see how it's all like got rid of my other stick. My old stick had a laser pointer on it, and it's a whole thing. I had to let the goalies know where I was gonna shoot, otherwise it was just too easy for me. So when I when I bought this new stick, the first shot I took, I kid you not, hit the ceiling of the gym. I just like I go to take a wrist shot and it's I don't know maybe I've never like I've never like switched into a new stick like yeah, that the flex and just shooting it it goes into the ceiling and I was like what the hell my first huh. like seven or eight shots are missing by like 20 feet over the <laughs> net and I'm like what's going on here but once I got that stick dialed in I don't know if I could ever find another one it was a pink stick it was a big long pink Easton stick or something man it would have been back in 2012 or I guess when I had it and uh man that thing once i got that thing dialed in i was able to do the little cross move from behind the net with a with a ball after that rip the league up leading score myself nathan tellier nikita we were we were a hell of a line that nice. trio right there me and nikita she was man she's the best like female hockey player i've ever seen she's so good at road hockey too really wow yeah we had a hell of a line together back in the, the uvic leagues were you the playmaker or the finisher oh come on I was, a, I was the finisher. Nice. I had multiple games, seven, eight goals, just ripping it up. Wow. Impressive. Yeah, it was good. Absolutely. I have one more thing to say about post I swear I'm to joking. God. I'm just <laughs> joking. But honestly, that second explanation was so much more important and better. The first one, I was like rambling and like sounded like I didn't know what I was talking about. I had to I had to come back strong with the second part. Mm-hmm. Whatever you say, man. I don't, like, People learn something. You learned something. Not really there. You absolutely learned something. Because now you'll know when a goalie's listen. not... I'll be 100 so I barely listened oh, to it. Whatever. I barely listened to what All you right. were saying. We're man. wrapping it up. We're I was wrapping completely it up checked out. Whatever. This has been a fun episode except for you. Hold on, man. Hating my goalie this is, this is This is your fault. Normally, you're this like... This is the most informative? No. That, oh. I'm not even talking about that. This is your fault. You wanted to bring something up. With our friends at points bet. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about points bet. Normally, you're always like, oh, you're always cutting me off at the end. You want to get one more thing and blah, blah, blah. You get all mad at me after the podcast. You forgot. I know. We're, we're going to get our teams going right after this. I don't see it written on there, but yes. Yeah, but you bet. know what? It's not written on there because you haven't written anything on an outline <laughs> in all of our last seven episodes where we started doing outlines. You oh, haven't man. written one thing on there. I write the whole all damn right. outline. All right. All right. All right. Enough. Points bet. We got to talk about points bet. Points bet Canada. They have just signed a deal with our parent company, the Nation Network. Sure, sure, sure. What's up with these prizes? What What the hell is going? Did I see a five thousand dollar visa or something? Uh, yeah, you did, and I'm very excited. I'm. I'm, I'm good. Can I? Can I? I can win it though, right? We can. We can absolutely. We're making. You it. mentioned we're going to your place after this. We're going to make teams. We're going to make enter. our teams. We'll give you guys more information and definitely a lot I can more still win to it. see. You can absolutely still win it. Come get um, something. Hey, I dare anyone to come get me. You know what I did last week? First 200-point uh, score in fantasy football last week in the 650 League, playing against uh, Jamie Dodd. Congrats to him on his new show. He's going to be with Drancer, uh, yes. by the way, on Sportsnet. Congrats. Here's a little congratulations gift. I freaking doubled my score on him this week. Put up like 208 on his 104. Wow. Dominated him in fantasy football. I, I kicked kick C-Max ass last week, running through everyone in this freaking 650 League. That's exciting. Okay, so grand prize for the 2021-2022 season of Nation Drafts presented, sponsored by PointsBet, is a grand prize $5,000 Visa gift card, second place $1,000 Visa gift card, third place $500 Visa gift card, fourth place $100 Visa gift card, 5 to 20 
20th place, $25 Visa gift card. Again, I'll take folks, that even too, it's Dan. free to sign up. It's at the bottom of like any article in, in any Canucks Army article for the next week. You'll be able to find the link. We are going to be tweeting about it. Uh, on Saturday's episode, we will have our teams drafted. We're going literally right after this episode's posted to go draft our teams. But basically, after signing up for a free account, we're going to give you a bunch of boxes with player names, and you're going to pick a name from each box until you've put together a super crew that you think can contend for a nation drafts championship. Seems easy, right? It is, and that's not just because you're wicked smart. Sign up for free at wicked the bottom. Smart. Wicked smart. Sign up for free at the bottom of any Canucks Army article for the next week. Well, I'm, I'm going to make, yeah, like you said, we're going to make our teams right now. I'm pretty excited. You know me, though. You know I'm the luckiest person out there. So I'm going to put together a hell of a team. I'm going to take that five grand. I'm going to invest it into, into ship. Okay. So that's I'll tell you my Shiba coins, my little crypto that I got. I got one. I got one crypto. It's Shiba. Shiba something. I don't even know what it's called. I don't know. Not, people. I tell people I have one investment in crypto. They expect me to like tell them all about it. I don't know anything about it, but uh, we're up like 300% in the last two weeks. Time to sell. No, it's not. Okay. To the moon. That's what they say. I got to hold. All right. Or hodl. Hold on to your life. That's what I learned the all other right. day, man. I put that in an article the other day, actually. You did. I noticed it. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to invest it all. Absolutely. Into crypto. That's the smart move here, I think. And uh, you can't tell me otherwise. Yes. And for those of you who can't find the link in a Canucks Army article or whatever, feel free to DM either of us or the podcast account on Twitter asking for the link. We will hook you up. Definitely go check it out, though. Sponsored by PointsBet. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to see how our teams turn out. I wonder how different they look. Because uh, well, we don't even know. Like uh, when you draft different boxes, but it's probably the same four players or something. Yeah, we assume so. We don't uh, know yet. I wonder so how we'll different see. you and I are going to be uh, looking at players. Mine will all be goalies. Based on post I swear to God. People have heard that word enough. And then I'll when you, Vasilevsky when the you first bring round. up the freaking Audi reverse V8 or whatever you're talking about. Audi here, reverse no one V8. wants to hear you get into that either. So, oh, man. Uh, I can't. You know, little Never. spoiler alert. Sportsnet show on Saturday. Kevin Woodley's going to be joining us yeah. for a goalie segment. I'm first plan- inaugural Sportsnet goalie segment. You know what's been good, though, is normally I'm always producing, so I can't leave the studio. We'll see what happens on Saturday. But if I'm, if I'm hosting on Saturday... I can just I can walk out and go to McDonald's. I can probably get a burger and come back in time. <laughs> I can I you know I can do these certain certain things now with you. And if Woodley's on air, I'm ready to leave at any second. Anyways, wow, wow, okay, wow, little uh, little hurtful. Later in the week, we'll announce our other big guest for the show. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a lot of fun. Really, really happy to be doing this show with you, man. It's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun, man. I'm just so, the text box, man. Everyone, you know, I get a lot of people. Even now, a lot of my friends that aren't on Twitter and everything are messaging yeah. me because I think I post on Instagram. And they're I'm like, yeah, like get in the 650 inbox, man. Like I want everyone in the 650 inbox. We gotta, we need like, we need a show that we're getting interaction. All right, otherwise they're just gonna, you know, they're gonna cancel us. <laughs> you yeah, know, we'll, we'll exactly. see. You know, you don't know. Like we, we need the interaction. We need people in the 650 inbox. I don't think we're gonna be taking calls first week, but we're gonna try and work on that down the road. Uh, especially on the days where there's not a Canucks game. I think those would be the days where let's, let's, let's just hammer the phone lines, man. But first week, 650-650 is the number to text. Get at us on there. I want to I want to have a fun text inbox. You and I, I don't think you know this, but you can reply to text in the text inbox oh, yourself too. I'll be doing that. And we'll just be going nuts reading them on air. I think it's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. We got to think of like a segment to get the texters involved though. Yeah, we do. We'll think about it. We'll spit we got some time. We got some time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. This is... Uh, it's been a fun podcast. Final, again, for those that don't know, podcast schedule is not changing. Yes. Still Saturdays, still Tuesdays. Saturday will be there at 3 a.m. Might just be a one-minute ad. We'll see how that will get quads in order here. We'll get yeah, yeah. straighten it out. 
but uh, still gonna be Tuesdays or Wednesdays, kind of depending on games here. But man, yep. final uh, final podcast before the regular season. Yeah, a lot of fun. How about that? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, man. Episode two hundred four for Chris Faber. My name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation, delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.